You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Welcome back to a brand new episode of 90s. This is a very special episode. Why? Because Scott came over to my house and we recorded it in person. We're both double vaccinated. It was the first in-person 90s in over a year and a half. And boy, was it weird. Um, if you enjoy 90s, feel free to go to patreon.com slash 9to5cc and subscribe to the 90s Deluxe Package. It's just a couple bucks a month, and it gives you access to a bonus episode. Each and every time we record 90s, we record a bonus episode and release it the following Friday. On this week's bonus episode, we talk a bunch about X-Men comics, because it's the best. During the main episode, though, the one that you get for free because you're the best, uh, we talk a lot about summer blockbusters. We watch block. We watched Blockbusters. Yeah, we did. Uh, we watched Black Widow and Fast and the Furious 9, and we talk all about the movie-going experiences of the summer. Uh, if you like the show, tell your friends, and like I said, support us on Patreon. Enjoy the show. Yo, I pressed record and now it's recording. Scott. Oh my god, I can see your feet while we're recording. This is exactly what's been missing. <laughs> the dream. <laughs> if you thought the energy has been weird for the last uh, 16 months, that's that's why. That's what's happening. He, Scott has only seen my face. This is yeah. insane to me right now. <laughs> Sitting down across from Scott in the same room, recording a podcast. Scott forgot his beer though. No, I, I have it. It's oh. right here. Uh, uh, yeah. Scott and I are both double vaxxed, so we're, uh, and our, our two weeks, well, I'm almost three and you're like two months out yeah, from your double months, vax, yeah. like, you're, you're hospital vaccinated, yep. you know, um, and John is in the middle of nowhere, so we're recording a podcast, Fasafas, Fasafas, in my, uh, office, the way we used to for, like, so many years, it's crazy, it blows my mind, it, like, feels weird. Only a few weeks after the Stanley Cup final, what, mm, that's weird. Yeah, exactly, hockey in July. Mm. That's impossible. Impossible. Yeah. How you been? How you doing? I haven't. I haven't seen. I've seen you face to face, maybe four times in the last year and a half. Yeah, which is also pretty weird considering it was at least twenty six times a year. Yeah, exactly. Like the the bare minimum was usually at least coming over every Monday, and then usually with you know birthdays. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, uh, I'm I'm great, as you can tell. I've been working out nonstop. I'm yep. completely ripped. You can't shredded. See this, but Scott's absolutely just shredded. Yeah. Twelve pack, working out. He's got the um, my hair grew back. It's went, awesome. Went on the the rock workout regime. I haven't taken a cheat day yet. That thing is going to be amazing. Apparently, the rock's cheat days are pancakes. He really likes pancakes. Like big Lots of pancakes. stacks of pancakes are his uh, his big cheat thing. Uh, have you never seen one of his videos on a cheat day? Does he do pancakes? Yeah. <laughs> he he will drop like five thousand calories in one one meal. Oh my god, that's nuts. It's a lot of food. I I guess rock adjacent news. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, Jungle Cruise or whatever is coming out. Uh, but yeah, I saw. Fast 9. Did you? I did. I went to a movie theater and I saw a movie in a movie theater. That's uh, that's the the one with John Cena as part of the family. Uh, part of the actual family if yeah. you're if you're up for spoilers. He's actually they finally get into 
the 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 Toretto family tree, and whatever. Yeah, rock adjacent because it was just in in. So rock and uh, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel hate each other. Yep. Right, and like if I like blow up sunset, whatever, which is absurd because Vin Diesel is like as tall as I am, but like stocky. Yeah. The Rock is as tall as you are, but and a little more. He's six four. Yeah, taller than you and Rock built. Like uh, that's I'm the balls on Diesel. <laughs> but I mean, good for him for standing up for what he believes in. Which is apparently like Vin Diesel showed up late to set a bunch too, according to Rock, but then also. But then, according to Vin Diesel, he was like, "I had to give him tough love to teach him how to act, because what we do in Fast and the Furious is acting." Like you, you know, you you laugh at that, but a, a huge portion of the appeal of that movie is the chemistry between the cast. For sure, but is it acting? No, but it is chemistry. Yeah, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Absolutely, there's chemistry between the cast, and it works. But is it acting? Or because Vin Diesel was like. Yeah, like, I don't think The Rock acts. Like, The Rock's always the same character. I'm like, this is Vin Diesel. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> what range do you have on Vin Diesel? Here's me sad that my dad was walking away. Here's me sad that this guy died. Here's me sad that this happened. You're the same. You're the same, Vin Diesel. Uh, yeah, Fast 9 was in- completely stupid. <laughs> awesome. It was. So, there's two things I wanted to talk about. One, uh, we went to... Wait, hmm? when you say completely stupid, you have to compare and contrast that with Hobbs and Shaw. The other completely stupid spinoff. It's more like the 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 stunts are more ridiculous than Hobbs and Shaw. Ooh, even the tow truck helicopter. Okay, so the, at one point, this is just like this is the first thing that just came to mind. There's a truck that's rolling down a building sideways, and Vin Diesel is running through it like a hamster wheel, like no problem, as opposed to you know dying. <laughs> <laughs> and then. While he runs down the truck, gets into the steering wheel, like grabs it to the left, and then like it lands the correct way on the road and then drives off. Like and that's not the part where they take a Pontiac Fiero into space. <laughs> I love this series so yeah. much. So but the actual plot of it is less dumb because there's no super soldiers. Like they haven't headed into super soldier territory. Right. Which Hobbs and Shaw fully does. So or the, Pacific Islanders taking on super soldiers, which is also one of my Hobbs and Shaw favorites. Yeah, yeah, but that's it. But like everything else is like absurd. <laughs> like it, it just like completely like and, and the whole as long as they're in a car, they're safe. <laughs> like literally, like like plays into a yes, characters go into space in a car, and B also like the Vin Diesel like running through the falling truck. And then, like, gets in and grabs the wheel, and we're like, okay, thank God, he's okay. <laughs> now that he's holding onto a steering wheel, we know this is, this is going to be okay. And do, you, do you think they know that, like, because The Fast and the Furious is a pretty testosterone-fueled car race movie. Yeah. That had limited appeal yeah. as far as the audience goes. It was really going for car bros. Yeah. And and you know, but now it's gone into this weird MCU super nerd. Everyone loves it. They must they they must know. But the other thing that I really loved was um, Roman Roman. There's the one the guy who uh, the actor who plays Machine Gun Joe in Death Race. I think his name is Roman. Yeah, he, I was like, he's a bad guy now. He's a good guy, but I think that's all of them. Like I think like it's every true. character. 
film. That's a bad guy. Now he's a good guy. Uh, it's great because he start. He has a lot of dialogue about how absurd all of this is. He was like, there were 12 guys. That, all of them had guns. All of them pointed at me. They all shot at me. I didn't get a scratch. There's bullet holes in my clothes. My holes got <laughs> shot through and I'm fine. We might be immortal. Like, <laughs> and everyone is like, you're, you're crazy. Like, that's completely stupid or whatever else. Like, he's like, if you're lucky every single time, it stops being luck and it starts being facts. <laughs> like, I, it's possible that we can't be killed. And everyone's like, he brings it up numerous times in the movie. That's amazing. <laughs> like, have you stopped and thought about it? Like, everything we do, like, like a dozen times over should be impossible. Like, we can't just keep doing impossible things and coming out fine. <laughs> like, he's starting to, like, call into question, like, do they have jinx power or whatever, like... That's fabulous. Yeah, it's great. And the best of the people are like, ha, 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 no, you idiot. But I'm like, he's saying what we're all thinking. <laughs> like, that's great. What's real weird... He's, he's gone full Truman Show on it. <laughs> exactly. Is Have you stopped and wonder why? Like, what is it about us? And it's, like, going nuts. Just a, he's just about this close to walking behind the camera and asking the director. Yeah, exactly. Just being like, what is happening? Uh, other thing that was weird in the film, and they, I know they've done it, I think, in all of them, how Paul Walker is still, like, alive. Yep. They just, like, they just talk about him and leave the kids with him and stuff. And then, and he, But the thing is about his... Um, his character's wife hasn't been in the last ones because like that's the kind of they wrote paul walker and Jordana dom brewster yeah and dom's sister out of the show yeah. out of the movies but then she kind of has to come back in this one because john cena plays dom toretto's brother because <laughs> you know they could be brothers it makes perfect sense <laughs> which they also actually uh, like and again there's some there's at least one person who's very, very aware of what's going on in the writer's room. Because, like, they wrote a line of dialogue for, like, Charlize Theron being, like, just sort of, like, I sent, like, Nordic descent in your chin. Didn't know that about the Toretto family lineage. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like, you're just, like, you literally are drawing, like, you're, you're drawing attention to the fact that there is no humanly way possible for, like, Vin Diesel to be, like, not even, like, half-brothers, like, full biological brothers those two people are not related and but no they're like i love how some and then they're that. and their sister their sister maybe like yeah, yeah. like they then in uh you said it was jordana brewster yeah exactly vin diesel and jordana brewster they, they could be at least of some kind of a but also not but like a similar like southern italian mediterranean something like john john cena's Plain white bread, though. But yeah, he's like, Boston like that's, Irish. Yeah, exactly. That's 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 it. But yeah, it's so funny um, that they get they kind of had to bring her back, and it's very much though like I, it's my brother, it's my responsibility, and like blah 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 blah. And then like Michelle Rodriguez is like, yeah, I brought your sister. In. She has nothing to do with this. And I'm like, she's just as related to him as you are, man. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, they're really like it's between brothers. I'm gonna fix my family, and like the other character is like. Yeah, there are three brother. of you. Yeah, exactly. There were three siblings growing up. What are we talking about? And she's and the, also ridiculous because in all of the old school flashbacks, there's no like youth cast for her. She's not in any of the flashbacks. And I was like, wait, did they film those? 
and then, and then remember got... that they had a character <laughs> who was Dom's sister. And they're like, oh, crap. Get her in the movie. Oh, dang. Like, they might have. <laughs> but popcorn was, was chewed. It's, and... It's, uh, and this is going to be a theme because uh, I'm going to talk about another movie at some point in this episode. Uh, like, 40 minutes too long. Like, it's two hours and 20 minutes. Ooh, that is too long for a movie about cars smashing. And you're and you're just sick of it at a certain point, too. Like, that... Did everyone forget that action movies don't all have to be fucking Avengers movies? That that I blame Marvel on. I'm really... No, it's for really, sure. It's yeah. really, really Marvel. Marvel making the, like, two and a half hour runtime, like, just, like, the thing. Yeah, but the best ones aren't that long. Like, Iron Man is not a slog to get through. Even... Is Ragnarok... Like, Ragnarok maybe caps at two hours, right? Yeah. Like, it's, like... And I don't think... I think Guardians... What was the first one? Civil War? Civil War was long. Civil War was long. Civil War was basically an Avengers movie. Like... Right. But it also wasn't. And it was long as fuck. Yeah, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. But as soon as, like, it's... Winter Soldier? That was long, too. Yeah. As soon as they start padding it out with too much cast. But yeah. But there's, like... And... But the, the plot line is literally, like... Vin Diesel has a bad guy brother, and the bad guy brother is... Oh, it's so stupid. Also very... Like, the plot is so dumb. Like, it's... There's a special unit... That it, it separates into two halves, and the activation code is the DNA of this family uh, that they were killed, but then there's the daughter, and if it gets activated, it lets them take over all electronics. Like, all of it. Like, every missile command, every cell phone, every computer, everything. And you're like, all of it. And they're like, all of it. <laughs> like, without, without any right. further explanation, then it's like, literally something the size of a basketball cut in two. So it's two half spheres. They stick it together. <clears throat> And then they put a girl's thumb on it, and then they plug that into some kind of a unit that's on a truck. It uplinks to a satellite, and this will let them take over the world. And you're like, don't think about the tech too hard. That's some GI Joe level shit. Yeah. It get also the big, I guess, um, trick uh, of like the car chase scenes is they establish the, the Fast and the Furious crew acquire a giant electromagnetic wall panel and then they take it apart and they put it in their cars so now they can like attract and repel with like the twist of a knob underneath their shifters so they can like boom and like magnet cars in and then like boom and push them away or like magnet like they drive the truck down and magnet a bunch of like crap in the way of whoever's chasing them so they get crashed into the cars and all that stuff like it's like there's like an entire scene of like uh, that's a video game mechanic that's it oh. some video game writer who's like we do this thing all right Full, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. They're like, let's establish it, and then they're like, you know, magnets aren't that strong. They're like, write a piece of dialogue where Ludacris says, "Yo, I don't know, I've never seen a magnet like this. It's super strong. Done." Yep. <laughs> like, just doesn't make any more sense. Uh, but like, there's like a lot of stuff too where it's like, at one point, there's like a big truck chasing Dom's car, and he just has like the magnet pull on, but like the cars aren't obviously hitting him because like they're pulling towards him, but he's going so fast. That like it's they're coming together, then they're getting hit by the truck before they could be like attracted. Right. And I'm just like, man, hope nobody's sitting in those parked cars because it's like hundreds of them, just like as he's driving <laughs> down the street, all getting dragged in and all getting like demolished by this thing. And I was like, you're killing a lot of people right now. And and I mean, and I guess this is like a bit of a a staple of the series or whatever. Like they just straight up. Mur- not murder like cold blooded, but like very much murder cops who are just trying to do their job, who don't know that the like fate of the planet's in stake, right? Like they're just like 
chasing down idiots in cars. They they don't know that mm-hmm. the, there's a terrorist on the on the bus or whatever else like that. Just cop cars flipping and exploding, and I'm like, I guess I guess all cops are bastards, so it's okay. <laughs> like, yikes! Because they're just killing cops. Like they're like pigs, and then just like now they're the bad guys. But I'm like, but in this scenario, they're just trying to stop you from wrecking the city because right now you're Cause it, causing millions of dollars yeah, and reckless endangerment on a titanic scale yeah exactly that's it like this is the, the you're, you are doing a crime right now and it's you've also probably killed a lot of civilians in the last five minutes of driving around the city like yep. this and they would like to stop you blow them up too no problem uh wow. john cena jumped like crazy car stunts john cena jumps a car into a ravine that a plane then comes down with magnets and catches the car, and then they fly away. Uh, my main question about this movie is, how bad is John Cena? Because John Cena is not good at acting. As, as much as Vin Diesel might think The Rock is bad at acting, <laughs> John Cena is not good at it. He's fine. Like, I mean, he would, he would stick out in a sore thumb in any other film franchise. But- I mean, he sticks out in WWE film hey. franchises. No, he's fine. Like he's he's genuinely okay. <laughs> like it's like in the Marine franchise, he's maybe second of the people who've played the Marine. Well, you can't hold a candle to the Miz. Yeah, and you maybe put him above Randy Orton. I was going to say but but I was going to say he might also be below uh what's his name? Mr. Kennedy. Ooh. Cuz he could act. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, he's fine. Like, he, he exists in the fast verse. fine. Okay. Like, he, he's not amazing. Because I told you, I watched Playing With Fire, and that was not great. Yeah. But, I mean, but he was, again, you haven't seen Bumblebee. He was all right in Bumblebee. Like, he kind of plays, like, I mean, what a shocker. Like, he kind of plays, like, douche, I think, way better than he plays hero. Mm. And he's, he's, he's there as a... That was, an, like, why he was good in Trainwreck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it. <laughs> John, but, did you forget you're from Boston? Just go with that. Oh, okay. Got it. John Cena from Boston. Yeah, no, like I, because he plays like a bad guy throughout most of the movie, and he kind of just is like a douchey bad guy. Like, that's funny. That's how The Rock got his start too, playing the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, and and he's a good guy by the end of the movie. <laughs> Don't worry. Oh, he joined the family. Yeah, exactly. That's it. They're like, they're like, there's no one to help Dom or whatever else like that. And because he's in a car that he took from one of them because the sister, the sister lets him go, basically. Ah, uh, family. Exactly. That's it, family. And then he's just sort of like, he's like, there's no one back there to help him. And he's like, yes, there is. There's a like, and there's John Cena in the car. In a car that like he would not physically fit in. <laughs> like, he's in one of Han's like super sport like orange cars, like. Uh, Han comes back. Han. That's amazing. That's my favorite part, that he comes back again. Yeah, comes <laughs> back again. And, and and it's literally like, it's just explained that Kurt Russell made him made it look like he died. And he's like, and like people, and, like, and again, and once again, <laughs> there's so much amazing dialogue in it where like, he's like, man, that's like, that's like a long story. Like, it's gonna like, whatever. And then like, Roman <laughs> jumps in and he's just sort of like, we watched you blow up. Get to that part of the story. And everyone's like, <laughs> Chill out, man. Like, let him tell the story. And he's like, but he blew up. <laughs> That's the part we care about. <laughs> like, and I'm like, he's right. Whatever else Han has to say, you need to address. We watched you blow up. <laughs> like, yes, there might be more to the story, but 
but everyone's like, give him time. And he's like, why? He's dead. We saw it happen. (laughs) He's like asking the serious questions. He's like, he's now the audience member of the Fast and the Furious being like, why is any of this possible? Full Truman. I love it. Yeah, exactly. That's it. And then they're just sort of like, he's got tricks or whatever. And he's like, like, you can see like the the character doesn't really buy it. He's like, what? (laughs) Like, I saw you in a car explode. No, Mr. Nobody did did a, did some fancy tricks, and obviously there's still the like, is Han actually evil? Is the the tie-in? I Han is that character who makes Tokyo Drift just because he's always shoving snacks into his face. Yeah, it's my favorite thing about that character. We watched Fast Five or Six or whatever. Couple. It is impossible to tell four from seven apart. Don't worry about it. All I know is four is the one with the dumb, like the yep. dumb, the dumb tunnel race, which I thought was one of the, I think the worst Fast and the Furious like set piece races when they're like racing through the mines. That one I was like, this is awful. And then yeah, like five, six, seven, eight are blurred. Eight had Ronda. Eight, eight has the submarine and and the and Ronda Rousey and Ronda Rousey and the cars that go crashing through the things on Abu Dhabi. And like nine will also be remembered because they go to space. They put rocket packs on uh, a Pontiac Fiero, and then they're flying on top of a plane, and then they shoot the rocket packs off, and then in a car, go into space. That's how you do. Mm-hmm. And and they got there before Jeff Bezos. Yeah. That's what's important. They beat Bezos. Oh, yeah. And he's like, and again, while while that's happening, it's the Roman and. Uh, What's 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 Chris Ludacris's name? It's like Rez, Tez, Tez. Oh, yeah, Ludacris. <laughs> anyway, uh, at some point, character becomes Ludacris. fuzzy. It's Ludacris. Ludacris and Roman are in the car, and like, and he's also acts. He's like, like, we're, he's like, this is maybe where we actually die. And then like later on in the venue, mom, like <laughs> they're fine. Okay, and at the barbecue. Because, like, NASA picked them up or whatever. Like, Good Lord. And he's just sort of like, I don't think we can die. And he's like, stop talking like that. That's crazy. He's like, we were in a Fiero floating in space with a limited supply of oxygen. And we happened to get picked up by a space shuttle and then flown back to Earth. And we're here having a barbecue. We can't die. So it sounds to me like this is going above Mad Max. <laughs> Uh, no, no it's. It, I mean, what are the the fast movies on there? Do we we must have some? John, God damn it, John! What? There's We've no definitely fast... talked about them because John he... went through a, a binge watch of all of them. It, it's... and you and I have seen all of them more than once. Like, oh my God. none of them are on the list. You. This is unbelievable. I'm scrolling. I mean, the other option too is, I mean, since we have all watched it, you will watch it. We can, we can just put this off. <laughs> no, no, it's hot. It's new. It's got to go on the list. It's new. Um, like pretty low. Pretty low. But like, exa- I'm just looking for like, yeah, like I can't get much higher than like Bumblebee, Last Action Hero, Karate Kid, because like it's the only thing it has going for it is. All right, well, here's a comparable. At, at 76, we got Baby Driver. No, no, it's not as good as Baby Driver. Like Baby Driver is right, like well, a feat of cinema. This is this is just at ninety eight. We have the return of Xander Cage, Triple X. Oh, that's how's that so much higher than Last Action Hero? 
Because he skis downhill through a jungle. That is true. Um, mm, like, that's the cap. Maybe, maybe you can get a little higher. Okay, go down a little bit. You get to Venom at 110. Oh, Eddie. Here, I think the absolute ceiling for it is Pacific Rim. Pacific like, Rim's at what number? 87. Pacific Rim is fun. It Dumb, is. but it's fun. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like Pacific Rim, Lego Batman, that seems right. But, like, is it... Like, it is 100% just going to bleed into fast 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Like, right. it, it is... Outside of it's the one they go to space. So what do you think uh, about just above Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage? I mean, that puts it above the Mask of Zorro and Jurassic World. But like, I I seem as like Triple X Return of Xander Cage was like somehow. No, I guess yeah. I think above it is possibly correct. I'm looking to see if it could maybe slip up a little bit higher. Because yeah, it's never we got like, Sleepaway like, Camp but and above Child's then, Play. It, Exactly, like above, like all those movies, like both Sleepaway Camp to me, like Sleepaway Camp, Child's Play, Creep, all get to be there by like originality, originality, and being creative with the premise and and all that stuff. So, which none of this is like. There's no originality in this movie whatsoever. That's why I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like parse that with the fun of it. Mm-hmm. Like it was very fun. You could put it above Cast a Deadly Spell. It sounds like I like Cast a Deadly Spell, but that's a that's a weird mess of a movie. I don't and I didn't see the Yeah, I don't think it can go above a documentary about James Brown. <laughs> 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 On principle. <laughs> right, let's throw it in at ninety seven. Oh, you know what we're not doing? We're not taking notes. Taking notes now. I mean we are recording every word we say. Yeah, I know. That's kind of a, a very good thing. Then we remember we recorded the intro parts? Remember well, those? I mean, I feel like the intro part is going to be, uh, we talk about Fast and the Furious for half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I think and, we got that. And we rank below the James Brown documentary. <laughs> got it. Um, Keith, I saw a new release movie too. Wait, wait. No, 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 no. Because this, God is, damn it. this is the bookend on Fast 9. Because I went to the Cineplex Forum and paid for the VIP experience, which is a thing that I wanted to talk about. That is a separate from the movie going. But this is how we saw Fast 9. Fine. So they renovated the entire downstairs of the forum. Uh, there's now like a bar with like fancy booths and everything else. And you, it's an 18 plus whole area that you need like a movie ticket to get access to. Then when you get into the theater, the seats are like these huge, like almost like Lazy Boy-esque seats that have like, electric recliner and can be heated and you have a little like swing out table that goes in front of you and you can order like food and genuinely like good cocktails to your seat from an app and it's the best does the seat have a massage chair option doesn't don't care but all that's all i want from life but i'm just saying it's like it's way up there like uh yeah and if you go on tuesdays it's 14 bucks to go see it which is just like what, eight bucks more than a regular one? And, like, obviously, you don't need to, like, order cocktails and whatever, mm. but, like, you can. Even just the, like, even just the option of, like, 
I think it's like eight bucks or whatever for a beer. Even the option to just be like, I want to go bring this beer into this movie and it not being a big deal is like pretty dope. And even just comfy ass chairs if you still want to just do like soda and popcorn. Yeah. Pretty dope. And the cocktails were like amazing. Like the like the the gin is Tanqueray and like the bourbon's bullet and stuff. Like there's not like we were like I was expecting like here's this gin tonic from the from the movie bar, and you're like, no, no, movie bar. <laughs> what type of gin is this? Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's it. And then the prices are not insane either. Like, I mean, not insane. Like, a cocktail, like a like an old-fashioned with bullet was like 14 15 bucks. Which I'm like, it's a little pricey for a cocktail. But then you're like, oh, wait, but it's like $9 for a Coke. So, eh, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, like there, there's like, there is some movie economics, <laughs> movie theater economics coming to play, but not as crazy as... No, it sounds like they're being creative with trying to get people back there. Yeah, and absolutely. Like that's what I was saying. I was like, there's, I there are very little, there's very little reason why I would kind of ever go see a movie, not in that theater experience. If like if it was available, if I had to choose. Yeah. Like I'm like like I said, especially considering the fact that like, on a cheap night, it was eight bucks more. To go, like I said, it was fifteen bucks instead of I think cheap nights are now eight bucks. So, like, 15 bucks instead of 8 to go sit in, like, a big comfy chair with, like, a recliner and all that stuff, even if you don't do the other shit. So, I'm, just, I'm at that age now where I'd be worried I'd fall asleep. Whew, yeah, that would be a very <laughs> – that's that threat would be real. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I saw a new release movie. I watched Black Widow. Oh. Speaking of MCU movies ruining the movie action movie franchise. Mm-hmm. It was good. It How was fun. Was it? it was like two hours. <laughs> it's very long, but it was good. It was fun. And I, I recommend it. It was like, what if Wonder Woman had a decent bad guy that didn't turn out to be a weird mustache god? Yeah. <clears throat> also, <laughs> someone was... Uh, I, read, I read an article about um, Just Like Budapest now making less sense. Because, like, the Budapest that occurs in Black Widow is, like, like a deeply traumatic event in her life. So why would she just throw away that line? Like, just like Budapest. And then, like, Hawkeye's like, you have a very different memory of Budapest than I do. And yep. I was like, boy, she really does, apparently. Because it was, like, an awful traumatic experience involving, like, trying to save children and, like, all this and that. Yep. Not, not a hilarious quip while you're just going back to back with Hawkeye. Just like Budapest. Like, a <laughs> Hawkeye's reaction. You remember Budapest very differently from me. I'm like, she sure does. <laughs> Repressed memories. Um, yeah, no, it is... Has pithy banter, which has been missing from Marvel movies for a little while. They've been very dramatic and serious. Well, I and think really just the Avengers. Like, the last two Avengers movies were way too much. Very dark. But, I mean, Black Panther was also pretty dark and not very pithy. Um, yeah, but they brought the ban. I think the MCU banter came back in Ragnarok. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like, yes, it does have that Falcon the Winter Soldier vibe to it. Because they, it's a they very were, good comparable. They they had the like we're both really good at being superheroes, but also we kind of hate each other. But also we're kind of best friends and like yeah. yeah and Can like you move the, the seat up? No. Yeah, exactly. That 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 yeah. kind of banter. So like they, I um, think they 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 tried they returned to form in that series. It it smashes the Bechdel test, okay. which is nice. Um, there is no romance in the movie at all whatsoever, which is 
pretty refreshing. And I think in, in that way, it really one-ups the the Wonder Woman oh, movies. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Wonder Woman 1984 was a god-awful mess because of that weird sex assault possession and, or, thing. And even just, yes, but even the, like, I'm not over my one boyfriend, Steve, from 100 years ago. Well, not 40 yeah, years well, ago. Not 40. 84 to World War. Was it World War I or World 44. War II? Yeah, so 40 years ago. I thought it was World War II. Oh, man, it was World War I. So, yeah, like 70 years ago still. Or, yeah. Well, no, 60. 60? 70. 70 years ago. Yeah, exactly. 84 to like like 14, 1914 18, to 18, 84. Yeah, yeah, yeah 70 years. Exactly. It bad. Yeah. I'm no. not over that one guy. I'm like literally one of the most powerful, like, like the most powerful woman in the world on um, like a, a superhero power ranking is Wonder Woman, right? And like, and Superman only comes to be in in the 90s, so the most powerful person in the world. Yeah. Right? Like Clark Kent's in that time zone is watching his father die in a tornado for the fun good of the world. I guess. I guess in like oh, did you the hear early about the 2000s? Ma- did you hear so? this weird story? <laughs> Sorry, just because <laughs> you mentioned Superman. Weird story about like a note from Man of Steel was they were like, oh, and he uses the like the and like Zod or whatever, like destroys the pod or he uses the pod to like attack Zod or whatever. And he's like a producer was just sort of like, no, 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 you, you can't destroy the pod. Like we might use it in a sequel when he goes back to Krypton. And they were like, we we, we blew up Krypton in this movie. <laughs> like, that, and it's also like that's a pretty normal Superman thing there's no Krypton, but like a producer was like, you can't blow up the pod because how will he go back to Krypton in a sequel? What? Oh, God. <laughs> it's just like, I was like, uh, produce. That explains a lot. That's actual producer note. <laughs> the DCEU. You're like, oh my God. Uh, David Harbour and Rachel Weiss are fantastic in the movie. As Red Guardian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... I was like, the Russian guy. Yeah. David Harbour as Red Guardian is amazing. They they bust him out of prison where he's been held in a, in like a gulag since like the early eighties, mm-hmm. and the first thing he asks Natasha is like, "Does Captain America talk about me? Has he said anything? <laughs> Does he know who I am? Does like, am I his nemesis?" <laughs> so good. You, I, like, used, yeah, I punched I punched Captain America in the face. <laughs> just like no, no, I don't know who you are. I'm sorry. <laughs> he has he has no idea who you are. He he was frozen and you were alive and then you were in jail and then he was unfrozen like yeah. not a thing damn um, the other block black widow is constantly making fun of natasha for her weird superhero landing pose mm-hmm. which is a thing that happens when the actress asked the stunt team like why does black widow do that pose like what what is the the martial art that goes with that and the stunt team started laughing. They're like, that just looks good. And she started laughing hysterically. And then the director was like, oh, we're putting that in the, in the movie. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a thing. You get, you get to call her out about that. That's great. It's... I'm trying to think of like the first real superhero pose that I remember. I'm pretty sure it's Matrix when Neo lands. And like there's like the, and like, the, the fist on the ground yeah. to a three-point landing. Yeah. Like... Batman's got to do it. Batman does that weird jump off the thing and lets his cape f- fly out on the ground so yeah, he but, can stand up slowly. But I think he, I think that he drops to a knee often, yeah. not necessarily in a like, cha, like action pose. Like, if it's not Neo, it's definitely Iron Man. 
<clears throat> I mean, I think well, Iron Man predates. Uh, I mean, the Matrix, Matrix predates predates it. Yeah. predates it. yeah, exactly. Iron Man 100% does the like I'm whatever. Right. It's yeah, Batman or Neo, I think. Uh, <clears throat> it's fun. The the bad guy is a perfect bad guy for it. Who is the bad guy? The, From the Soviet. Comics? No, he's. I don't think I'm not a huge Black Widow aficionado. Okay, but he's a manipulative super spy who ran an assassin training program. You're just like, oh, yeah, it's Is a he... bad guy that the Black Widow should stop. It's not a god, and it's not a space alien, and it's not. So this takes place, I guess, in like 2005 ish. It takes place after Avengers two and before. Yeah, but it has uh, to take place. After Avengers 2 and before the uh, uh, Infinity War. How, though? Because just like Budapest, is that he, he, they said that in 2012. They said that in Avengers 1. Yeah. yeah. This movie takes place after Avengers 2. But Avengers 2 took place after Avengers 1. <laughs> and the line, just like Budapest, is in Avengers 1. So Budapest had already well, happened. It happens after Civil War, because she's, she's on the run. Huh. Mm. Yeah, it takes place immediately after Civil War. That's that's why she's on the run, and that's why... Maybe my MCU timeline is, is fuzzy. Yeah. It's a multiverse thing. No, it's fine. It's <laughs> Yeah. It's, it carves itself nicely into a hole in the in the timeline for her, and mm-hmm. it's, it's good. She gets to, I, I still think that, like, Marvel dropped the freaking ball on that one. Like, they, they've, they've had... Like and it always could have been a low budget movie. I know like Black Widow isn't like Black Widow is a superhero movie and has the big set pieces and all that. But it's like they introduce they the, the, the prison strong, breakout scene is amazing. Yeah, but they introduced the strong great. female character that had like a pretty big name attached to it. Whatever. Like literally after Avengers one, like fifty million dollars could have made a Black Widow spy movie, and they would have been like they would have had that like, and here's a movie with a female lead, and they missed it to DC. I f- just because, yeah, but I feel like there is something to be said for watching DC fall on its face. To like, oh, let's not do that, and then to like watch some of the other spy movies, like Atomic Blondes, yeah, yeah, come out and be like, oh, let's let's do some of that, yeah. And, and wait, Je- well, there was a the, um, Jennifer Lawrence is in one too, like the Sparrow, thing. Red Sparrow, Red Sparrow, yeah, yeah, Red Sparrow. Was the opposite though. Red Sparrow was like, "Hey, let's read a bunch of Black Widow comics since Marvel doesn't seem to be making one." Yeah, <laughs> and make that movie because <laughs> that movie is pretty much Black Widow without the black jumpsuit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even the, the, the assassin yeah. training school and all that stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's do, pretty egregious. Do you want to rank Black Widow? Or, or I do. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, God, like I said, it's. It's got to be not above some of these MCU things. Uh, well, I'm looking at like... Sonic the Hedgehog. Venom. Like 74, we have Wonder Woman. I'm thinking it's better than Wonder Woman. It's better than Wonder Woman. So then maybe that's the zone. Is it better than Star Wars The Force Awakens? Yeah. Okay. I would put it right underneath The Hunt for Red October. Interesting. So this needs filling out. Uh, yeah. No, it was it was a delightful movie, and I feel like like I said they they were very careful to not make the dumb mistakes, but not so careful to make a boring movie. 
and the the director was great and she kind of let the characters breathe and chat and call each other out on their bullshit hmm? a lot and that was that was nice uh the other thing we talked about superman and stuff like that i'm catching no, watching season two and female characters i'm watching season two of the harley quinn animated series mm. and they're like episode four episode five of the of the series starts off and it's like two guys sitting on a couch uh one of them has a shirt that says like the last jedi was not canon and one of them has a release the Snyder Cut shirt on Oof. or whatever. And they were just sort of like, they're like, oh, the new episode of Harley Quinn is out. He's like, oh, I don't watch that show, whatever. It's like snowflake bullshit with like trying to make strong female empowerment. Like, oh, Harley Quinn like takes on like, like, like Mr. Freeze and Joker, Riddler, like makes them all a bitch, whatever. Like that can't happen to these characters that are like hollowed ground. And like this is going on. I was like, all oh, this guy's just rambling on in the release, the Snyder Cut shirt. And I was like, this is the best best thing anyone has ever done <laughs> in an actual WB media thing. And I was like, wait, this episode, he's like, I don't want to watch like a whole, just stories of like Harley Quinn and her best friend Poison Ivy and whatever else like that. And then like they're reading the description, they're like, Harley Quinn and her best friend Poison Ivy do not appear in this episode. A rehabilitating Batman, like, like fights back for the cow, whatever. Fine, put it on. And, <laughs> and it's just like the episode is about like basically like Batman, Batgirl and like Alfred or whatever else like that. And he's like, Cuts back at the guy in the release the Snyder Cut shirt. He's like, the episode wasn't bad. Batgirl should have smiled more though. Jesus! <laughs> oh God! I was like, this, this. <laughs> that's fucking nightmare. I was like the best. <laughs> I was like, wow, some people on the Harley team. Not a fan of Zack Snyder fans. Oh God. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're. I was like, just m- more reasons that that show is the best. Like, Ooh, yeah, it was choice. Great framing. <laughs> just like right at the end, Batgirl just smiled. Though I died. I was like, I've not laughed that hard at like just a cartoon in general. Like, oh, like, <laughs> yeah, amazing. No, that's swinging for the fences. There, that's mm-hmm. good. Uh, and like I said, and just the, the. Did you you did the Snyder Cut, eh? Yeah. Oh, okay. I can't. It's so much. I can't. It's so much movie. <laughs> I was I was flicking through Netflix and I saw The Watchmen pop up and I was like, oh, I haven't watched that. I know John rewatched it not long ago. Oh, fuck Zack Snyder. I can't. Is it the I, big, is it. I put the some big, old Star Trek on instead. Was it like the, the big boy cut also on Netflix? or No. Where there, there isn't all the extra scenes and the Black Pearl stuff? No. Speaking of long ass movies, Sarah and I watched uh, Cruella. Yeah, Riss watched it. Oh my God. <clears throat> I gave it. I got downloaded it for Riss to watch as a. Uh, I have other stuff to do. Yeah, it is fine. It doesn't need to be two hours and twenty minutes. Good gods, and it has the the takeaways from Cruella, like no less than twenty, probably closer to thirty, like cutscene needle drop song you know from the seventies. <laughs> Like, every time, someone's like, well, then that's just what we're going to do. Cutscene, I want to be your dog, Baggy Pop. Like, and that's just what's happening. Cutscene, like, some song by the Beatles. And, like, but, so, and like the soundtrack is, like, I'm, like, generally going to look it up, is, A, every song from a, like, greatest hits of the, the 70s. Super sounds of the 70s. But also, like, holy crap, 
is Disney throwing their money around to buy this soundtrack list? Also, uh, everything I've heard about this movie is at the end of it. You're like, wait, and now she wants to go and murder a hundred puppies? I have, th- I have thoughts. So, and so it is. Call me Corella. They like is the like re- redo of the Corella song, but still redone by Florence and the Machine. Who's like not a nothing. Like mm-hmm. that's a that's a that's an Oceaga headliner band who just redid your Corella song. Then there's like Bloody Well Right, Super Tramp, Whisper Whisper, Bee Gees, Five to One the Doors, Feeling Good, Nina Simone. Fire, Ohio Players, Whole Lot of Love, Ike and Tina Turner, uh, Living Thing, Yellow, uh, Stone Cold Crazy Queen, One Way or Another, Blondie, Should I Stay or Should I Go, The Clash, I Love Paris, Georgia Gibbs. Whoops, I lost the list. It's oh, yeah, bigger. no, that, that's a Time Life collection. Yeah, and like these are, cannot be cheap licenses. No, licensing there. Yeah, like... And, and, like, weird, like, stuff, like Nina Simone and whatever, where you're like, yeah, someone was just, like, really into the Building set. a good soundtrack. Building a good soundtrack. And then they're like, well, we paid for the soundtrack. Let's just... It, it's distracting how loud it is and how it's every scene of, like, let's, th- let's have them walking cool and this music in the background. Like... Did you like the movie? <laughs> Would have liked it in an hour and a half. Yep. <laughs> like... My, so my take on the um, the Cruella murders the dogs. So th- I think people were like, mm, and then she goes and murders the dogs. So there's a, a moment where she appears to have murdered dogs to make a coat. Because mm-hmm. she has kidnapped Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson's also great as the, the real villain of the of the show there's a there is one line of dialogue that i thought was emma thompson is one of my all-time favorite actresses she's she's great and uh and uh she has made some very bad movies and still been the most watchable thing in them yeah and has made some very good movies that that, and emma stone's great in it too like she she's also very good at like she kind of like the whole emma stone was in movie 43 and if you go back a couple episodes you can hear my thoughts on that film oh no but um yeah, the the actually, I'll say this: she was in the best scene in movie forty three. Hmm. That's not saying much. Well, she was in the one that made everybody else do it, right? Like she's in she's the in Kieran the... Culkin one. Oh, okay, no, that was oh no, it was Halle Berry and uh, Wolverine that was in the one that made everybody want to do it. That was the one, the scene mm, that they... no. Who was the one opposite of Hugh Jackman? Um, Titanic girl. Oh, Kate Winslet. Kate right. Winslet. Yeah, because that was the scene that that they pitched and made everybody else. Yeah, but so Cruella, like the whole the the gimmick is uh, that her real name is Estella, and that like Cruella is kind of like her like vicious alter ego that her mom is like, don't be like that, and like, you can be a good person. And then she's like balancing the two, but then she obviously finds that like the Cruella persona is like more you know, adept at getting things done than like her real persona. And like, she kind of balances it out with her friends and whatever. So, <clears throat> uh, she kidnaps Emma Thompson's dogs because they ate a family heirloom jewelry thing, whole thing without getting into it. And then like puts on a gorilla style fashion show in front of like Emma Thompson. There's like a bunch of also like cool little, like you're like, Oh, that's kind of neat. So it's like she's working for Emma Thompson as a Stella, as a mm-hmm. as a fashion designer, and has like all the best drawings, or whatever, and like designs like the signature piece for the the fall collection, or whatever else. Yeah. And then kind of like orchestrates it to make it like because at this point, Corella and Emma Thompson are already having their like feud, 
fashion mm. feud or whatever it is. Like, that's the other thing, too. You're like, watch this movie, you're like, is this a, just a fashion feud? Like, they're, like, showing up at a ball, like, with a cool dress, and they're like, ha-ha! And then, like, walk away, and they're like, damn her. <laughs> and then, like, that escalates to, like, I'm going to murder her. And you're like, whoa! That got, that got serious quickly. Yeah, yeah. Things uh, got out of hand. Yeah, exactly. Things have gotten out of hand. Um, but, yeah, so she, like, designs a des- uh, the dress for Emma Thompson that has all of these, like, kind of like golden like droplet elements Mm -hmm. around it, but then makes it look like Cruella is going to break in and steal the dresses. So Emma Thompson like puts them in a vault only to be opened up at like, uh, at, at show night, but then like mixed into the golden droplets were, uh, moth nests. Okay. So that like when she opens the vault, it's like, like a flood of moths and everything is like eaten. And I was like, Oh, that was kind of neat. Like, I'm like, that's a like, you're like, you're wondering, you're like, what's the, like, how does this play out? Like, okay, she made this dress, then she went through it to be locked in a vault, looking at whatever, and then, like, you see the little moth, like, crawl out, you're like, oh, neat. You're like, again, like, I, I just watched Fast and the Furious, and I'm like, dress heists. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, how much, how much dress-based action can you, like, write? And they, they tried. Like, at one point, like, they, Cruella steals a bunch of her old garbage or whatever, and then, like, they dump a garbage truck out of it and Corella comes out. And then as like the truck like starts driving away, all of the garbage of the old discarded dresses actually make like a giant train and she hangs onto the back of the, the garbage truck and stuff. And like, yeah, I was like, yeah, this is fast and the furious, but with dresses, (laughs) like it's very, it's very much the vibe. Uh, So anyway, Emma Thompson is like, Oh, she killed my dogs and made coats. But like, she didn't, she just made it look like that, like to get under her thing. And then the dogs actually like, like her, like the three, the three Dalmatians mm. that she has, and then they introduce Roger and Anita from the film, and they kind of inadvertently slash sort of help her, and she gives them uh, Pongo and was it per- Panito, Perdito, Perdita, Perdita, Pongo and Perdita from the Hundred One Dalmatians, and they like are gonna like meet or whatever. And she, but she kind of has a line of dialogue of being like, people were like, did you really kill a dog? And then she, and then like, she's like, kind of like, like, did you really kill a dog to make the coat? And she sort of like, like looks and she's like, like, what if I did? And she's like, no, like they're fine back at home. But she's like, but if people like want to believe in the villain, like they can. So like, I think the take is that the movie is kind of like mashing up. Like she's actually the good guy, but the movie is like more of like a, the, a, story that kids told their like parent like parents told their kids about this lady that made a coat out of a dog but she didn't really she actually gave the dogs to her friends you know like there wasn't a hundred uh. dogs like i think that's the like that's the vibe you're supposed to get away i don't think it's meant to be a prequel to 101 dalmatian so much as it's like the real story that inspired the boogeyman myth yeah exactly that's it because like corella like very much owns like the villain mystique in her public persona right like she, has her name like it's it's great too like one of the characters like spells it out and they're just sort of like it's spelt like devil but pronounced like deville (laughs) (laughs) and they're like and then she's just like yeah like that's part of it (laughs) you know like there's like a bunch of cutesy things like that an hour and a half movie i would have been like this is a completely acceptable movie two hours and 20 minutes i was like what are you doing this is nonsense yeah you read some of the song lists and i'm like that is too many songs for one movie that's not about music yeah (laughs) this is not a music film it is kind of like a cool collection of music videos from the 70s 
with Emma Stone walking around looking cool. And like like I said, and the costumes and like fashion crap is like like they do interesting stuff with the actual like dresses and fashion looks and whatever else like that. Like someone someone cared a lot <laughs> to do this. Just I don't know why they made it. They were like, It's an MCU movie. <laughs> Gritty reboot of Cruella. Have you watched Fear Street yet? I haven't. I, I, we, I downloaded all of it to watch Up at the Cottage. Uh, the first one's great. Chris and I watched it, and it's amazing. But we'll save that for a future conversation. Mm-hmm. Cause and it's a Netflix show, then I feel that John also should definitely watch it. It's all right up the alley. Of, it's a of the trilogy whole. of movies, and the first one was oh, Chef's Kiss. Mm-hmm. Great slasher movie. Trilogy? I thought they were doing four. No, it's a trilogy. 1994, 1978, 1666. Yeah. Got it. And it's got just the right touch of cabin in the woods hmm. without going to just steal cabin in the woods and yeah. i'm like oh that's that's great that's that? how you do it nice i'll have to I have to, definitely have to watch it like, yeah, we'll like i said 100 percent on my list like it's all right we gotta talk about wrestling got to time look in my eyes what can you see? Oh. AEW sign CM Punk. Is it official? I yep. keep hearing air quotes done deal. It's done deal, but they're not announcing it because they want the surprise reveal at the pay-per-view. So, we were talking, in a wrestling role? In a wrestling role. And I was like, Oof. and And apparently. And, and, the- and they've signed Daniel Bryan. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, God. And I was like. And like the the biggest bummer is I was like everybody wants to see Punk and Brian, but I was like, but we've seen it at every level. But I'm like, and like that's the worst part, is they have to do it right because there's the handshake at ROH, then there's the handshake at Mania. They have to have the handshake at AEW. Like, yep. but I'm like, but this is you just signed old dudes and then made them wrestle. Old dudes who I mean, I don't know about Punk, but like Brian can still go like a champion. Yep. Like, yeah, like it's like they're they're both going to look of the I mean not both. But of the old dudes they brought on, like Brian, I think is the only one who still has a like a work rate that, like I don't care if CM Punk does the Brock Lesnar work rate. I don't care. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not necessarily saying work rate for like number of matches. I'm saying showing up and even just doing even if he, even if Brian shows up and only wrestles once every six months, but he puts on 25 minute Daniel Bryan matches. I'm good with that. I just don't want like like I really I I desperately want to see CM Punk. Versus the Young Bucks and a microphone. <laughs> um, do you? Then you're like, that, that exposes the Bucks a lot. Like, yeah, because <laughs> they've been shitty heels lately for so long. Well, I'm saying, but they're, like, the Bucks are at least slightly better on the mic when they're heels. Like oh, what? A, what? A Don Callis versus CM Punk. That's Come fine. on, exactly. That's, that's okay. But if Omega opens his mouth, it'll be bad news. <laughs> <laughs> Omega, Omega is such a bad promo. Yep. Like he, he's, I, I like his promos. Because they're kind of like funny and like cartoonishly evil, but he's not great. Like he is. Well, if you're looking for a way out of the title collector thing, Daniel Bryan and CM Punk is a great way to go for sure. But but yeah, I, but I was I mean like Hardy. I feel can barely wrestle. Like, Hardy's wrestling Christian, and I'm fine with that. They can do that until until they're eighty. But which makes exactly fight forever. Like which is funny because of fight forever because it's. It's a Hardy Boy versus a member of the Brood. Yeah, <laughs> like, which is hilarious. But I'm like, Christian looks all like Cage looks okay. Yeah, Hardy looks like he's 
a rickety old man when he wrestles. Like I'm but, like I, know, I know he still does it, and I'm like I know, and that's why I'm just like I'm like just get him out of the ring. He's fine on the mic. Like he's he's a wrestling manager. He's Mr. Fuji. He's Bobby Heenan. That's great. That's fine. Stop him from wrestling. Like I was like I was he's like, got to wrestle every now and then. He doesn't have to be in every pay per view. That's fine. I like that he's. <laughs> I still love that he's still sometimes multiple like he's mostly now big money Matt. yeah but like every now and then if the need arises he can still be like another one they're like what (laughs) during the the christian promo he he dropped the lead a couple times yeah like in that build i was like (laughs) ridiculous it's the best yeah no the punk coming back i'm nervous about because i was like oh man he hasn't wrestled in seven years like actually when they were like christian hasn't wrestled i was like no, Punk actually hasn't wrestled in yeah. seven years. Like, and he hasn't even been. He has. He was in the Octagon like five years ago. Like, he hasn't even been in the Octagon in five years. Did you hear one of his losses was reversed? Oh, yeah. For, for like three years ago, last month they announced uh, one of the losses has been reversed to a no contest. So his record is zero one and one. Huh. <laughs> we would. Yeah. Apparently, the the guy that he fought that was also kind of a commentator. Yeah. Uh, had tested positive for all kinds of drugs and then challenged the results and then those kept it just kept dragging out and dragging out and dragging out until they revoked his win Hmm. I think like that (laughs) yay (laughs) like three years later hey punk you didn't lose that match cool (laughs) neat yeah but that's it I was like bringing him back on the microphone is the where the money is in my opinion I don't know about bringing him back in wrestling I was like there's a lot of really good wrestlers in AEW like I know a lot of them are just do flippy shit, but a lot of them are like quite good in terms of like again in terms of like work rate. Like oh yeah, like you're. Uh, like, here's the one thing that I find is a big question because you know who else is 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 in AEW and he's on the Dark Order and it's Cole Cabana. Boom boom, that's going to be a thing. <laughs> How big is is the locker room? Because they are not they are not friendly. I mean. I feel that a bit of money easily feeds that in. They're like, what are you mad about? Money and stuff? Here's some money and stuff. Okay. Like, I, no, I, I, can... I don't know. I feel like it was throwing me under the bus and stuff. Right. I think Punk's feelings were really hurt. And Cabana's were too. Like, didn't he, like, sue Cabana? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, there's, like, feelings hurt, and then Punk, like, took legal action. Like, that's like, okay, like, maybe I was a little douchey or whatever, but now you're taking legal action? Like, how does that not settle itself out over, like, a couple of beers? Because he's straight edge. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> There's we only just... so much Pepsi you can drink to get through a problem. Damn it. Uh, uh, it'll be nuts. I They're doing such good things. I'm so happy. I, I just... Yeah. Just I'm like... Just just in general, like, I like even... Uh, it's harder in it's, the summertime, but... It's I'll, I'll... so many plates being spun that there's always something that I'm interested in. And... I like, really like Lance Archer with Jake the Snake Roberts. That's still a thing, and they're just not giving up on it, and it's great. It it's, works, and now he's kind of a face. Kind of because he actually did get screwed over out of his real shot. Yeah, but I, but even in general, like you just like yeah, it's like they did the 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 Braun Strowman thing where like you can still just be like a monster, but if you're attacking heels, well now you're a face. Yep. <laughs> uh, the team Taz imploding, mm-hmm. Brian Cage losing the FTW title. Mm-hmm. The, this is great. It's just a little story that carries itself forward. And then and then there's also the like the rise of Hangman Adam Page being like three years in the making. Yep. With so many diversions, but still like 
with a tr- with a character arc, like with a trajectory. Like no matter where he ends up, it's still like building towards like he fucked up. He lost all his friends. He took that really hard. Yeah. Some people became his friends again. He tried to fuck that up, and his new friends wouldn't let him. Yeah, <laughs> he had a drinking problem. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, like Hangman, like. I I say this not like with the, understanding what I'm saying. Like when Hangman comes in, it's like getting close to Stone Cold Pop. Like in terms of like the audience reaction, like you're like, and we're like, like it like it explodes. Yeah. And I'm like, and he's not from another promotion. Didn't didn't even get big in Japan. He was like the sixth or seventh most important guy in the Bullet Club. Yep. Like they genuinely like built a star and I was like and the weirdest part is that a lot of that star building happened on BTE <laughs> like yeah. you know like they, they then carried it onto television but like a lot of that star building happened on a YouTube show oh where God. I was afraid that he killed Joey Ryan <laughs> <laughs> like exactly that's like I mean that's everything with the Dark Order yeah yeah that exactly. is a faction that that, is, that only survived and did you have you watched BTE lately? No. I so the young bucks and their healness have been like, we're sick and tired of you guys being the thing on BTE. So you're banned. <laughs> so what did they do? They free agent themselves and they showed up on Sammy's vlog. <laughs> and just like, hey Sammy, we're on your show now. He's like, what? Oh, okay. They're kind of faces too now. Yep. They're <laughs> completely faces. No, no, no. But I think Dark Order. And the inner circle. Yep, are all kind of faces now. <laughs> like it's a little ridiculous. The did you watch? Did you end up watching the second uh, stadium stampede match? No, I didn't. Uh, it's, I couldn't find a good spot to uh, watch it. Uh, it's it's pretty good. It does end a little weird. Like I feel that they cut it for time. Maybe I, I'm actually spoiler free. I don't know who won. Oh, so I, I just, if I can find it, I'll I'll go watch it. Well, I'll tell you without spoiling the match of the results is that they start in the ring and then oh no i think that they start in the stadium but or but the rules are that it has to end in the ring so what they clearly were doing was showing the tape and then i think they might have had a couple of live ish spots in and around right and then and then finish it off with an actual like a, a bit of a match in the ring in front of the crowd and I was like, I don't know if they maybe like started doing live cuts because people were getting restless because it's like still half an hour and like twenty minutes to watch crap up on a screen and even if you know the finish is gonna supposed to be in the ring, yeah. Like I was like, I kind of get the impression that they might have been like, ooh, live crowd's getting restless. Like start doing like live live edits, cutting upcoming clips yeah. <laughs> to the thing because it's like there's like a few things happen like like some. Some characters just get like put on an elevator that just goes away. <laughs> and they're, they're not in the wrestling match anymore. And you're like, but then they come back at the end, and you're like, there was no denouement there. Like the, a lot of stairs to run down. The 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 oh, but you must have at least seen uh, if you're if you're up to kind of date a little bit, even though if you don't necessarily know who wins, uh, that like uh, Conan is hanging out with Santana Ortiz again. Oh really? No, I didn't see that, but that's yeah, he's, awesome. He's still, and the best is he like he feuds with with Tully. <laughs> just like just like old shitty like managers just yelling at each other. 
but like that that kicked off in stadium stampede because when they, they they get up to the to the bar or whatever and just like in partying and all that stuff they just like they stop and they're just sort of like they're like hey dj like play something to fight to and it looks over and it's conan and he's like yeah just a nod and then just like <laughs> puts on the record you're like wait conan's the dj at daily's place <laughs> And then he like hits someone. That's what he's the, been doing. <laughs> that's what he's been doing all this time. Yep. And he hits someone with the cane, and you're like, "Yay, go nuts!" But then he's still in it; like, he doesn't disappear. That's always the weirdest. The weirdest AEW thing is, like, people show up for what you believe would be one-offs, and then are just around forever. Like Eddie yeah. Kingston. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> Eddie Kingston and Pentagon are now best friends. I love that. I don't know why. They, well, no, but. The, that was because when he made the 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 family or whatever like last year, yeah, he was really t- like that. Inexplicably, he became best friends with Penton. He's like, "This is my boy. This is like my brother." And you're sort of like, "We don't want to talk about it." Then they got at odds, and now they're like, "Now he's my boy again. We don't want to talk about it, just not without getting into it." And they're bringing the ring announcer guy as the translator, who's part of the crew. That is amazing. So, uh, yeah, also hilarious. What was the other one? The the, <clears throat> the other the thing wi- that happened. The wingman. I love that the wingman is a faction. The wingman. Me too. Uh, Peter Avalon and oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Nemeth the... and Caesar Bonaro. Yeah. And uh, what's his name? The the southern dude. The southern dude. The big fat guy who's not actually cool, but they're trying to make him cool. I know. He's like a Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Butterball turkey. About. I love me a good faction on the low card, the, an the undercard, top squad group of openers that that have a storyline to it. It's perfect. Just like just made me made me think of the like when I forget when it was like when Sammy returned and he's just like it's Serpentico. It's never Serpentico. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the best, one of my favorite recurring jokes ever. It's, it's never Serpentico. It's someone else under the Serpentico mask. But Serpentico is still a wrestler on the roster. <laughs> it's the best. Jericho yelling, it's never Serpentico. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, the, the punk big, thing. Big over. Show has been getting a lot better on Elevate. Mm-hmm. That's that's nice. They Dark have, elevation. They've been uh, holding his hand and, and pairing him off with Shivani. And he's he's better now than he was. It's, it's good. Yeah. How do you not put Punk as commentator? <laughs> oh, man. Do you remember that episode? The the strike episode? Yeah, it's the best. Like, and he's alone. Yeah. Like, he's alone for a big part of that, right? Like, the, there's the, the episode where he call it's he calls, it's Triple H and Cena, right? And yep. it's and he's alone. <clears throat> like, a one-man announced crew calling a match, and he's, like, amazing at it. And yep. Yeah. The best. My, there was an article around that time of Punk getting access in Connecticut to the warehouse Mm -hmm. of stuff and he's just like it's amazing Mm -hmm. it's so good they have everything they have the blue steel cage here they have the wrestlemania 3 ring aprons yeah yeah. and i'm convinced that that's where he got the gold jacket from (laughs) like he just found it and was like i'm gonna put this in the show someday bring this on tour with you yeah (laughs) always in his bag yeah (laughs) in case i need to become heenan (laughs) (laughs) just Oh man! I watched um, the 2010 Royal Rumble. It's a bad Royal Rumble, but there's a little clip where Superfly Jimmy Snuka joins the Rumble. He's old and sad looking, and then Roddy Piper is the next yeah. one out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody just stops and gives them room, right? And then they're Except like, "Jimmy Snuka is an actual murderer." 
and, <laughs> and Roddy Piper was really racist when it came to Jimmy Snuka. So yeah. there we go. And then they kind of everyone backs off, but the camera kind of lingers, and you can see Punk in the background, mm-hmm. supposedly sucking air. As, as he's trying to recover, and he's just got the biggest grin on his face. He's like, "This is so good! <laughs> Can't believe this is happening." They like, oh man, they give Punk like what was the when one of Piper's last appearances on Raw, he gave Punk a shout out when Punk was not on the show still. Like he, mm-hmm. Punk was already out there. Like someone, someone came in. And he was just sort of like, you're going to get in this ring and like stand toe-to-toe with me with a microphone or whatever else like that. He's like, there's only one guy who's ever worked for this company who could do that. And I don't think he's in the back right now. And his name was CM Punk. <laughs> and I was like, and he was off. Like, CM Punk. <laughs> like He was like setting the crowd off. Yeah, exactly. That's it. It was like like three years after Punk had walked to. And I was like, Piper's the best. Like you're such a shitbird. It's so good. <laughs> Zero shits. No. Like Vince is probably like, God damn it, Roddy. <laughs> like, you son of a bitch. He's like, there's only one guy who ever worked for this company that could do that. His name is CM Punk, and he's not here. Everyone, CM Punk chants for 10 minutes. <laughs> we just got them to stop doing that. Uh, but I mean, and it, the most, I think the most exciting part to, to close on this of signing CM Punk is... Cult of personality is a thing Tony Khan is totally ready to pay for. 100%. He paid for the Pixies for Orange Cat. <laughs> Right. <laughs> that can't be like, like that can't be a cheap track to buy, especially like I'm sure the Pixies are not ultra into licensing, and it's like so associated with Fight Club that it drove probably the value up yep. even more. And you bought it for Orange Cassidy, who is not by any stretch your like top guy. Yep, B plus player Orange Cassidy. Just someone else got. Cassidy in a bear hug and tried to put their hands in his pockets to steal the power up. Nice. <laughs> so good. Was he like, no. He was fighting it off like it was a, a full Nelson, like, must block hands best. in pockets. Greatest. That match was also really good. The like it's they're just so much in, like again this is we're, we're veering into garbage time talk here family it's fine Rest, AEW wrestling is is good Great. and it's getting i don't know about better but getting bigger getting bigger and even then every episode i watch is still like just the like hey let's open like without fail let's open up the 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 show with a 20 minute wrestling match I mean, by that 20 like a good 12 to 15 minute wrestling match there's always at least two yep Two real wrestling matches happen on each episode of Dynamite, and it's a two-hour show still. Like, and they're like, they're, they devote forty-five minutes of their show to real wrestling, and I was like, right away, I'm like, yay, like, exactly, go watch wrestling. But yeah, no, the uh, the Pac, Pac Omega Orange Cassidy match was like, that's a good trio. It's a really good trio, and it, like, it plays correctly. Right, like it, it's like still has some comedy spots because it's like Orange Cassidy, but then he Orange Cassidy can do the like the genuine. I'm angry now. I'm angry and have a little bit of offense or whatever, but then like revert right back into comedy spots, and it's like, and like the whole bit was like, it was always him kind of like causing the moment of like anger or distraction from Omega or Pac, you know, like yeah. just can't focus on the other guy because there's this asshole. <laughs> you know like quietly rolling under the ropes <laughs> like, at one point like there's that one point where they're like uh they were like trading blows or whatever 
And Kazik just like lies down and slowly rolls away. And they're like, they're doing the like fist, 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 fist. And like they, they just stop and they just see him like rolling out of the ring. And then they're like, let's go get that guy. That guy sucks the most. Yeah, exactly. Wait. <laughs> why are we why are we punching each other? And he's just rolling away. Because <laughs> it was like, yeah, like about to get the pin. Like he was the most beaten up yep. guy at the time. And just without without actually doing anything, just starts rolling away because he just oh. had his ass kicked. Yeah, the best. Uh, that was I think 90s. Yeah, that was a good show. Stick around for garbage time. By stick around, I mean tune into our Patreon on Friday and pay us money. So we post these uh these shows on our website too. Uh-huh. If you want to grab the link and post it on your socials to say, hey, I just listened to this, that would be awesome. It's, That's almost as good as subscribing to Garbage Time. Is um I don't know if you know this, but Scott's a frontline worker. He's an essential worker, and like, oh, could you show me some support? Yeah, just support him a little bit. Okay. It's like it's like way easier to do that than to go out onto your balcony and bang a pot. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. And- yeah, don't do that anymore. It's <laughs> the worst. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>